This is Braun Strowman, the monster among men. And you're listening to the Bob Culture Podcast with your host, All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a very special Survivor Series 2020 episode of the BCP. Right now, you are listening to a cover of Asuka's theme, The Future, by my good friends in It Lives a Breeze. Gentlemen, as always, thank you for letting me use your tunage. Check them out on iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, all that great stuff. And right now, I'm super excited to welcome this all-star stellar panel for, of course, our 2020 Survivor Series picks First, welcome back to the show. He is lay editor-in-chief of thepopbreak.com, hashtag dad instincts, hashtag you know why, Bill. Mr. Bill Bodkin, what's up, bro? How are you? I'm doing all right. You know, I'm really prepared for a WWE uh, predictions panel. I'm wearing a New Japan t-shirt. I'm watching AEW in a split screen. I am ready for this. Love it, man. I'm I'm ready for those Randy Orton rants, but thank you um, for interrupting. I'll keep it in check. Don't worry. (laughs) The Jameson sponsorship, of course. And welcome back to the show. You know him from the Wrestling IQ 101 podcast and the Rap and Wrestle podcast. Our good friend, Mr. D. Flav, Derek Gamble. What's up, bro? How are you? What's going on, man? Always great to be here. Uh, I I never want to be on a show that Bill isn't on. I always have to be with Bill. He's, he's hilarious, man. I love it. But thanks for having me, man. I'm always I'm always happy to be on this show, man. I'm stoked that you interviewed Elijah Burke, one of my, I think, one of the most underrated people out there right now. Thanks, man. Yeah, man. I did that especially for you. I knew you would like it. Yeah, I know you do. No, we're on the same level. <laughs> but yeah, you want to talk about awesome interviews, uh, an off- awesome interviewer uh, making her debut on the show. This is a big one, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, you know her from IWTV, Camp League Frog, and the host of Wrestle Tea. I do have my Wrestle Tea, or I do have my tea here, Miss Sam Laterna. Sam, welcome. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad we were finally able to get this going uh you know no work restrictions and whatnot so uh, i'm happy to be here and uh, i think bill and i are gonna be at odds tonight if we start talking about randy orton because i am oh i love (laughs) (laughs) i'm like always in the the minority with randy orton so it's (laughs) welcome to every day of my life (laughs) i love it well thank you sam for joining us i'm very excited about this one uh and as always we start with ladies first here on the BCP. So let's talk about the Survivor Series match, um, or we should say the women's non-title match of Sasha Banks, the SmackDown Women's Champion, taking on Asuka, the Raw Women's Champion. Again, no NXT this time around. I do have opinions about that. I won't go down that road just yet. Derek, let's go on. We have seen this match before, but Derek, let's go with your thoughts on this one. We have seen this match before. We've seen it a good amount of times. Uh... Well, one thing we know for sure, we know it's going to be a good match. It's Asuka and it's Sasha Banks, two of the best women wrestlers that are out there today. Uh, huh. My heart, this is a tough one. My heart wants to tell me that it's going to be Sasha because I feel like, I don't know. I, there's no, like, real story to this. And I feel like uh, Asuka got the last one when she took the belt from Sasha. So I'm thinking they might give Sasha the win on this. But... You know me, I always think for the future, and I got this whole scheme of how this is all going to play out. So in order for it to play out the way I think it's going to play out, Asuka would have to win. You know me, I think Asuka's the greatest women's wrestler in the world, 
in the history of women's wrestling, period. So I'm going to go with Asuka on this one. There's really no rhyme. There's no reason to it. I just, I, I got to flip a coin on this one. And I and I think Asuka's walking away the victor on this one. Interesting. Sam, uh, do you share the same thoughts as Derek? Or are you going to go the other way on this one? Um, I actually tend to agree in this case. I'm a really big fan of Sasha Banks and her work. Um, but just thinking of it from like a logical future thinking perspective, I think that Sasha Banks has uh, two competitors kind of waiting in the rafters for her. You know, she has Carmella, Bailey, um, whereas Asuka hasn't really been doing very much of anything super relevant over the last couple of months. She's kind of been on the losing streak other than what was it this past Raw, I believe she, uh, she got a win. Um, so I'm going to go with Asuka because I think that she needs to win. I don't think Sasha does. Wow. All right. Strong debut already. Uh, Bill, is it boss time? Well, you'll be happy to know that when I talked about the latest episode of The Mandalorian, uh, Rob just blatantly disappeared when I started talking, um, that uh, I did say it's boss time uh, just for you. But uh, you know what? As much as I did love her on The Mandalorian, I think she's great. she was great. If you guys didn't see it, go check it out. Uh, I agree with the panel here that it's going to be Asuka, and I think because we're going to get shenanigans because I think Carmella uh, is the, you know, she's the next one up for mm-hmm. Sasha, and I think she's going to end up costing her the match. So uh, Asuka's been on a hot, she's been the MVP, I think, for WWE in 2020. Who knew just her yelling and dancing around and just acting a fool would be the greatest thing? Uh, and, well, I guess if you're an Oscar fan, you probably knew that already. So, yeah, this is going to be super rad. Uh, it's going to be a great match. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Oscar for sure. Wow, man. I, I for once, I'm going to be the odd man out. I mean, I guess story of my life. But I, I, guess... <laughs> I don't know. You did say you did use your <laughs> typical. You guys are swaying me on this one. I don't know. Yeah, there it is. Too early, too early for that. Uh, I'm going to say Sasha is ready for Asuka on this one. Uh, you know, she's notoriously famous for getting the belt and then losing on the first title defense. We didn't see it happen this time. She's riding the momentum with the out-of-the-ring stuff, uh, the Mandalorian and all that kind of stuff. I'm going to say Asuka's not going to get hurt taking an L here. I think Sasha would be a little bit more hurt taking the L here. So I'm going to say uh, Sasha is going to ride this hot streak a little bit longer. And uh, just for you, Bill, I'm going to say it's boss time. On this one, I did not say it enthusiastically like Michael Cole, by the way. Sorry, I'm uh, sorry. Well, I it doesn't count do then. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, where are we going next with this one? Let's talk about the IC title match. Uh, again, you know, we see what they're doing here. They're taking the titles and, you know, putting the mid uh, class titles against each other. We have Sami Zayn taking on Bobby Lashley. Uh, I'm just going to say right now, I think there may be some interference. This might be the match where, you know, uh, Bill's favorite retribution chimes in, or obviously the Hurt Business may get involved with this one. Derek, your thoughts on this one, man? Oh, man. So this match is, uh, I'll probably say is the least enthusiastic match that's on this card, probably. Uh, You got Bobby Lashley going up against Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn has been amazing. His heel work has been pretty great. Um... I think he's going to pick up the victory in this just because he's been doing such a great job. Bobby, he's doing good in the Hurt Business, but I think just like you said, they have their issues going on with Retribution. I don't know if Retribution's going to interfere or what. Maybe something happens with this, but um, 
I feel either way, Sammy's going to pick up the victory in this, and um, Bobby Lashley's going to take the L. I don't, I don't think Bobby needs this victory. Uh, I think this will be more beneficial to Sammy, seeing as he's you know a singles competitor. Bobby's just going to blend into the group of the Hurt Business regardless. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go Sammy on this. I think that's a safe bet. Going Sammy, who looks like uh, Robin Williams in Jumanji right now. Bill, <laughs> your thoughts. Big facts. <laughs> your thoughts on this i'm gonna go the opposite of uh derek here because i feel like wwe anytime they can uh, they can put an, uh, a w next to bobby lashley uh they're gonna do it and especially against Sami Zayn. remember one of the worst feuds we ever saw was these two guys remember yes. bringing in yes, bobby's right. sisters and the boot camp match oof that is that is that is something you do not that does not come out in the wash unfortunately um i think uh the hurt business is one of the like Oscar, one of the best things that's happened to WWE in this no fan era, Thunderdome era of of their history, and um, like you said, he hasn't overly differentiated himself because you have MVP, who is such a great speaker, um, and Cedric is the flash is very flashy, and and you know Shelton's never going to be at the forefront. He's just the backbone. He's the Charles Oakley of the Hurt business, in my opinion. And he is, uh, so I think, like, Bobby needs this one. Sammy is just that type of heel who would just use his mouth to get over next week. He'll find a way to talk his way out of losing to Bobby Lashley. He'll be like, ah, I lost to Bobby Lashley because of X. And here's why I was wronged. And that would probably just only fuel his his cause. So that's why I'm going to go with Bobby Lashley. Uh, I hope Retribution doesn't get involved, mostly because... Uh, yeah, I'm good with Retribution. I don't really need to see much more of them. But, you know, Mustafa Ali or Mustafa Ali, like, should get, like, a huge bonus for the amount of heart he puts into that, that feud, that angle, I should say. He's been great. Yeah, I don't want you to go on another Retribution rant, and I can't blame you before. You know, the last podcast we were talking about how I don't, even remember, under, I don't even remember having a rant about that. It's, it feels like 10 years ago when I talked about that. Yeah, it's mostly Randy Orton rants, but I remember saying, like, last time we got together that Raw Underground would be a thing of the past. Sure enough, we're together again, and there's no more Raw Underground. Um, so, yeah, that, that speaks volumes to me. Uh, Swole Manta, let's send it to you. What do you think of this one? Oh, yeah. Swole in the making. Uh, But so, okay. first off, I don't have very much to say about this match. Uh, I'm not super interested in it. Uh, But what I will say is I always just try and look at like traditional booking tactics, I guess. And for me, Lashley is so much bigger physically, so imposing compared to Sami Zayn. I don't believe that Sami Zayn can actually pull off a win in the wrestling world or in real life um, against a Bobby Lash. Um, Like, he's just literally rock solid. Uh, So what I think is going to wind up happening is Zayn isn't going to win two pay-per-views in a row because does WWE really have that much faith in him to push him further? No. Uh, So this is just probably going to be a stepping stone for Lashley to maybe... uh, show more nuance in his character and whatever his role is uh, with the Hurt Business. I would like to see him actually get out of his comfort zone and uh, really just show who he is um, and not hide behind uh, the MVPs and you know, 
uh, the Shelton Benjamins, et cetera, et cetera. Just really showing like I'm a powerhouse, but I've got something to say as well. Like what more is there to Bobby Lashley? He's so vanilla. I need more. That's always how I felt about him, even since I was a kid watching. So hopefully this will be that moment for him. They actually did a side-by-side picture of Bobby Lashley um, when he won his first title and to today. He hasn't, he hasn't aged at all. He he looks even in facially, he looks, it's not even a wrinkle. And I'm just like, Jesus, dude, what are you eating besides everything to get that big? And that looks like a lot of moisturizing, (laughs) a lot of, a lot of toner. Yeah, a lot I of exposure. He did a show once, and uh, I told him that I trained with Lance Storm, so he uh, Whoa, gave me. Whoa, hold on. Gave... Wait, what? That should be a whole podcast right there about Lance Storm. <laughs> when I was wrestling, uh, I, I trained with Lance Storm for some time, um, and as a result of training with Lance, there's just tons of stories that come out. Um, and he's a really big fan of Lashley's on a personal level. So when I saw Lashley at a show, I was like, "Hey, it's really nice to meet you." Uh, I trained with Lance, and he automatically like gave me a really big hug. And I just remember thinking what Lance said, which is literally, "This man is like built like a rock." And I I felt him, and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> there's there's wow. so much going on here. Like, what are you eating? A cow a day? Oh my gosh! But uh, I digress. No, I love it. You're coming back. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, I'm just like, I have so many Lancer questions I want to ask. This is another podcast. Yeah, Sam, we're we're booking you for another one. I apologize in advance, but that's awesome. <laughs> that's really cool. And I do agree with your assessment of Bobby Lashley. You know, uh, what's going to make us root for him? What's going to make us hate him? What's that next layer he's going to take it to besides being this dominant force in the ring? That's a great assessment. If I do have to pick a winner on this one, I would go Bobby Lashley. Uh, but I think this is the match where it's a no contest. This is where retribution runs in. This is where the hurt business gets involved or all of the above. And, and it just turns into a big no contest. That's that's where I'm going with this one. But uh, I, will, I will say this real yep. quick about Bobby Lashley personality wise, like latter day, like his end run in TNA, like right before he went back to WWE, he, there was definitely flashes of a Lashley personality, like him being sarcastic and being intense and being a little, even a little funny, like, and, but naturally, he wasn't like putting out one-liners, and you know, so I was so like it's a shame we never saw that uh, built upon because he went to WWE right after, and it was almost like a hard reset on that. Yeah, man. Uh, no, I, I agree with that, and uh, I do want to get to this one, guys. We'll keep it moving here. Uh, this is the match I may be most excited for on the card: the New Day taking on Street Profits. Uh, who I've been following since, you know, they came to Asbury uh, with NXT many years ago. So, um, you know, they, they bring the swag like no one can. But will they be able to stop uh, or defeat the New Day? We'll throw it to Bill first because he loves my jokes. Oh, man, this is the, one of the hardest matches to call. And I got to say, like, I'm very excited for this match. Um, I think this is going to be a passing of the torch match. Uh, I think the New Day... The New Day is untouchable. The New Day, I think, undeniably one of the top ten tag teams in WWE history. Like, from this, you know, when they started as WWWF tool present. Top ten tag team, in my opinion. Um, if not top five. Um, and I think them losing to the Street Profits means nothing to them, but everything to the Street Profits, who WWE seems to have a really big investment in. Uh, Montez Ford is a star. He's to me. He's he's the future. 
Uh, I mean, Dawkins is cool and all, like, no disrespect to him, but, like, Montez Ford, to me, is a WWE heavyweight champion in the future. He is just so charismatic, so talented. Like, he's money. So I think the the right move here is for New Day to uh, put over uh, the Street Profits. This is going to be really fun. This is going to be a lot of jokes and a lot of laughs. Then it's going to get real serious and real athletic. And it's going to be awesome. Can't wait. This yeah, is, like you said, I, Rob, this is my match of the night. Yeah, I, I think it definitely is going to be a show stealer here. And Bill, like, uh, I remember having a conversation with you like four or five years ago after seeing them at NXT and be like, this dude, Montez Ford, like he came out and like he really just had that charisma. He had the crowd at this house show, man. And uh, I'm so glad to see, you know, them getting all the success that they deserve. So I, I'll copy and paste your answer here. I'm going to say that uh, the Street Profits take this one with a very meaningful win over Kofi and uh, Xavier Woods. Uh, Sam, do you think Street Profits are going to win as well? I think that they should win, um, but correct me if I'm wrong, because I do not watch uh, Raw and SmackDown every single week, but the New Day recently split up, right? Uh, Big E's on the other show, yeah. Yes, so they're they're not on the same brand, um, and fans seem to be a little uh, in uproar about that, right? So I think that WWE might be caught in between a rock and a hard place where are they going to quell the anger of the fans by having the new day go over or are they going to kind of do what's right? I think, you know, the next logical step to further the time division and really make stars, which is what we need in WWE in general of uh, the tag division because uh, tag team wrestling just isn't being focused on right now. Um, so I would love to see the street profits win. I think that uh, there's a bright future ahead as well for Montez Ford. I thought, Sorry, my, my throat got dry. Um, I've thought so since I saw him uh, debut on NXT as well. Um, I haven't gotten a chance to see him live like you. That's pretty cool to be able to chart someone's progress uh, from years and years back. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see what happens. Uh, I think there's a chance that maybe, 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 like someone comes out and interrupts, but no, probably not. That's interesting. And Sam, I see you look at a lot of these, you know, you work a lot uh, behind the scenes with camp leapfrog. We'll get a little shameless promo at the end, but I can tell you're looking at this from a, like a booking perspective, a lot of behind the curtain perspective. I like it. Uh, yeah. Derek, what do, I love it. Yeah, no, we'll get that shameless promo. And I'm a fan that you guys are doing some great stuff uh, with Chris and all them. Uh, but Derek, what are your thoughts on this one? Uh, I think that was, um, I like the way Sam put that. That was a, that was a pretty good thoughts going into that. Um, New Day, uh, I think New Day, they're going to pick up the victory in this one. Uh, New Day, this is definitely the Big Brothers versus the Little Brothers, for sure. Um, I think that's what this is going to come down to. And I think kind of like going off of what Bill said as well, um, there's ways that the Street Profits can still be put over and lose this match. So I think this is just going to be an amazing match that they just knock it out of the park. And it ends with, you know, them guys shaking hands in the middle of the ring they gave the New Day a great match, who has been the epitome of what a tag team should be for the past five years. And they give them a great match. They don't pick up the victory because they're not there yet, but it still put them over and it solidifies them as, hey, they're a legit tag team. 
they're just it's just like the new day. You think about it, you look at their formula, they give you jokes all day, but when it's time to perform in the middle of the ring, they do it. Um, I think I think that's what's gonna happen, and I, I see it being a great clean cut match, and the new day pulls this one out. Um you see what we did on all of these matches. At least one of us brought up someone interfering in these matches. The point of Survivor Series is that you put your Eagles aside for one night so that your brand could win. <laughs> so I'm hoping that there's no interference in any of these matches. And, Rob, you know I like to give Derek facts, so I'm going to give this one to Bill. Bill said Bobby Lashley still looks the same. Kofi Kingston still looks the same. R-Truth still looks the same, and that's because black does not crack, Bill. It does not crack. <laughs> I, I mean, so that's listen, a fact for you right there. <laughs> I'll, I'll take those facts, man. I'll take those facts. And Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods. Well, he man. looks different mostly because, I mean, he, when he was Consequences Creed, he did not have that facial hair. But, uh, yeah. Hey, man. Definitely. I can't argue facts me, I'm I'm 53. You didn't even know that, did you? I mean, I mean, legit. I I honestly thought you were 65. But, oh. you know, you know, I thought you were you collecting some social security there. Don't worry. <laughs> I wish, man. One day, one day. Oh, you're as young. You're as young as you we, feel. We're so gonna I'm get into 65. politics on this one. Um, <laughs> Hashtag Derek facts. I, I love it, man. And something you brought up. Uh, I love. Every time this year we have this show, and I always go on and on. I hate like how they jump the other shows and they have this rah rah mentality, and all the storylines go right out the window. I'm glad they didn't do that this year. Like well, no one, I, like I mean, I'm glad they didn't do this that this year because of you know COVID. I was I was gonna. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, it was going that way as well. But uh, that being said, to go the other way, I would have loved to see NXT more represented in this. But uh, you know, there's there's other things going on in the world and. Yeah. No, I, I digress. I don't want to get all. But I'll tell you what. They did my least favorite thing they've been doing for 20 goddamn years. It's like, hey, we're going to replace people at the last second. Or yeah. the, the five minutes before the show, we're going to announce this person is on the team. I hate that. It's just like, it, it. do it every couple years. Like, don't do it every year. It's been We've been doing this for 20 years. The same damn thing. It's like, stop it. Like, I understand injuries happen. You literally could say, hey, that person's hurt. We're going to replace them. Fine. But it's like always someone loses a match and loses their spot after they've been announced for five weeks. It's just like, stop. Stop. You're not wrong. You're not wrong, man. For once. uh, For once. Yeah. Obviously, we'll see what happens on SmackDown Friday night. Uh, So, Derek, I'll throw this to you first because you're like me, man. You always do this process of elimination. Here's the problem, though. Like Bill just brought up, we don't have all the competitors listed. Uh, You know, obviously, injuries have come into play in some of this. But we're talking about the Women's Survivor Series classic matchup. We have Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Lacey Evans, Peyton Royce, and Lana taking on Bianca Belair, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, and I believe two... TBD, uh, which I would imagine would what be maybe a Billy Kay, maybe a, is Natalia on? She is Natalia. It's Natalia, Carmella, Billy Kay. Oh, is that confirmed? No, no, no. I mean, those. Oh, I, 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 that's who's left, I believe. I don't so, know if anyone so yeah, else. So, so real quick, yeah. So Nia, Shayna, Lacey, Peyton, and Lana taking on Bianca, essentially the Riot Squad, and two TBD. Derek, do you think Team Raw wins here, or do you think Team SmackDown wins here? Oh, well, yeah. You know, like, how I like to do process of elimination. Uh, but I think WWE kind of took the thought of the process of elimination out of this. Um, I think it's pretty interesting that Royce was added to this match 
because I think now we get to see Royce take on Billy Kay when they add her to Team SmackDown, be which good. would be perfect. The old teammates uh, that used to be together, which the best friends. it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, it'd be great if it if it did though. I hope I hope it does. Me too. But because you know Royce was a last minute addition anyway with uh, injuries to uh, Mandy Rose, and then they took out Dana Brooke for whatever reason too. But she wasn't injured. But anyway, uh, I digress right there. But we, I think for me looking at it, I would hope everyone else sees it this way. This whole match is the story of Lana. This is what this whole match is about. She went through like eight announce tables. There's no way Lana goes through eight announce tables and she doesn't end up standing victorious at the end of this match for Team Raw. She gets the victory for Team Raw. She shows Nia. She shows Shayna all this crap. They've been talking about her and putting her through tables. She finally pulls it out. Or WWE just uses this as another way to get back at Rusev for leaving. And she loses, and they put her through another table. <laughs> but oh, <I'm> <laughs> oh, I think that's it. <laughs> I think she's going through a table like first five minutes of the match. I think Nia Jax is a hundred percent putting her through a table. There's no. gonna be some sort of doesn't kill her. In the- she doesn't. Well, she could. She does. That's a good idea. I like that. She can go through the table at the end of the match, and at at the beginning of the match, and at the end of the match, she pops up and wins it for the team. Okay. Yeah. There you go. See, I, I like that. That's teamwork. Makes the dream work right there. But I'm going uh, Team Raw on this. Um, I mean, I don't even see anyone they could add to Team SmackDown that would make me think, like, oh, this would be such a great team that they would win. We're Charlotte. So, I mean, yeah, but no. <laughs> yeah, I could, I could see it, though. But... No, I mean, no. I legit don't know what brand she's on. Oh well, I mean, she could be the smack. She could be on SmackDown. I, I don't know what brand she's on either, but um, I'm picking Team Raw on this. I, I got a plan, man. I'm putting pieces together right now, so I, this is the way it fits into my puzzle. So Team Raw for the women's, they win this match. I, I like the thought you put into that, Derek. Uh, Sam, we'll throw it to you. Do you kind of share Derek's feelings on this one? Um, I do think that Team Raw is going to pull off the win. Um, but I'm not sure that there's going to be an actual, like, in finish. Um, for me, when I think of Survivor Series matches, I think that it's a time to really make a star or, like, begin making a star for WrestleMania, right? Um, so in that sense, I think that on Team SmackDown, it's going to be Belair's time to shine. Um, I don't think that she's going to be, like, the sole survivor because it would just make it too easy for her, right? We need this fighting uh, this fighting baby face. Uh, but I, I do think that maybe something that could happen is, you know, Lana gets thrown through a table again for like the 50th time, uh, you know, comes back at the end of the match, maybe has like a brawl on the outside with Belair and there's a count out of some sort, or maybe Belair has a brawl with Baszler or something. They count out uh, Baszler and then it's like, oh, wait, Lana's still here. Lana's in. She just got, you know, she got up from being knocked out for 20 minutes after Nia put her through a table. I don't know. That's kind of where my mentality is with it. I don't think Belair is going to get a clean win. I don't think that Raw, Raw is going to have a clean win. I think something's going to happen to further promote a storyline with Belair. And then hopefully something, you know, teased down the line with uh, formerly known as the Iconics. Uh, I don't know. I'm a fan of both of theirs, so it would just be cool to see that story continue to be told for at some point in the future, even though they're on opposite brands. 
No, I love that. Iconics, very, very sweet girls, too. I, I love them. And I'm going to kind of pick up on what you said. I think this match is all about showcasing Bianca Belair finally outside of NXT, finally showcasing her here. I'm I'm going to take it even further. I'm going to say that Bianca is one of two or perhaps the sole survivor in this match. I think, you know, you have Shayna, who's very powerful, and, and Nia, they're, you know, combined. You know, there's no denying they're their you know supremacy here i think there's going to be some dissension among them during the match that will cause them to be eliminated uh you know i'm looking at some of these names no disrespect i think you know people are going to get eliminated left and right very early put through tables as we said so i'll take it a little further i'm going to go team smackdown on this one and i think this is the bianca bel air showcase bill it's very interesting uh there's been names rumored that are going to show up one of them being Tessa Blanchard. Do I believe? Oh, stop it. No, I'm. I'm. That's what the garbage train is saying. And mm-hmm. do I believe it? No. Uh, do I believe she'll show up in WWE at some point? Yes. Um, but I'm just wanted to address that. Could it be Charlotte Flair? Maybe. Maybe not. But I think what's going to happen is. Um, Liv Morgan was not supposed to be on this team. It was supposed to be Chelsea Green, but she broke her wrist again. And so they had to make a change on the fly. So she's she's out immediately. I think this is going to be Bianca and maybe one other woman from SmackDown against five women from Raw. Bianca just goes ham, and she starts running through everyone. And something happens. Lana ends up winning it for... Um, for Team Raw, which will be, I'll just sit there and go, God, why did they do that? And, um, but yeah, I think Bianca Belair should, should be a, a WrestleMania main eventer for WWE within the next two years for the women's division. 100%. She's great. I mean, hands down, she's great. And I mean, her in any woman in uh, who is a champion will be a money feud because she's got charisma she's got the athleticism they should have her just go out there and just be like fighting everyone by herself much like they tried doing a few years back with Dolph Ziggler where they had the Dolph Ziggler and like Sting showed up that one year that was what should have happened and then capitalized on him but they never did but I could see that definitely happening with Bianca but team rock for me yeah, and like you said, even though I don't ever like picking anything with Nia Jackson, but I think they're gonna win. Yeah, we don't want anyone else to get annihilated as we've been seeing lately. Uh, but I digress. It's uh, a and long you talk about list. I had to get it in there. Um, but we we talk about maybe some sort of interference, you know, in a lot of these matches. Let's talk about the low key MVP here on Monday Night Raw. Besides, literally MVP, uh, Alexa Bliss has been as killing it in her role. Um, great as the as the fiends, you know, number two. Uh, I could see her popping up or the lights going off or mm-hmm. something like. You don't think this is the spot for it? I, I she's been pretty divorced from anything with the unless uh, like because Nikki Cross is on Raw. She's not on Team Raw. If Nikki Cross was in that match, I'd be like, 100%. But since Nikki's not there, I think we'll see Alexa at some point. But it's also weird The Fiend isn't on this show. But No, I don't think Alexa shows up, in my personal opinion. 
but that's what's cool about them. They can kind of pop in anywhere. So hopefully, you know, the, the fiend isn't hot and cold, hot and cold like we've seen in recent months. Hopefully they ride this momentum because uh, she's been fantastic in that role as we knew uh, she would. Bill, I'm also disappointed because you usually bring up, oh, Ronda's coming back. Ronda's coming back. Uh, I didn't. I, saw, I saw that theory, too, of like two of the women on SmackDown. It's going to be uh, Jessamyn Duke and Marina Shafir, and then Ronda comes back, and I'm like, wasting our time with these ladies okay. yeah it's like it's not at this point i'm just like whatever it's not gonna happen like yeah they said it was gonna be like someone put out there is like the uh marina and uh, jessamyn are on smackdown's team and then Shayna turns on the raw team and then eventually ronda comes back i'm just done with it i'm done with it i don't yeah, care that's just like way too many women's storylines if that happening and i just feel like they're Never it's like they were on Raw Underground. They beat the shit out of everyone, and then it was like, ah, you guys can go away. <laughs> One thing I will say, though, I think it would be cool if, let's say, Lana pulls off the win and she's celebrating, she's super ecstatic, and then Bliss comes out and a bunch of, you know, terrorizing of Lana continues, essentially, right? Uh, but I don't think that's going to happen. But in a perfect world, it would be entertaining to see bliss terrorize lana for a couple of weeks for i like that if if they really wanted to be if they wanted to be smart they would hit her with like a video game system ah just think like uh what what is it uh randy orton uh and undertaker wrestlemania feud where uh you know taker kept like showing up when orton was backstage with his dad and orton was like psychologically worn down by this could be something similar She's been she's been through enough, guys. She's been through ten tables. Now you want to torment her with Alexa Bliss and the Fiend. She she guys, went through a she cruel, went through a divorce this year. It's been rough. Boy, she had to deal well, with Liv Morgan. Ah, it was a, it's a been a bad twenty twenty for Lana. Hey, but sympathy for you know a fighting baby face is never a bad thing, right? Maybe if they keep beating the crap out of her. <laughs> And we'll start actually being invested in her and taking her seriously as a wrestler. Very well said. That's the most optimistic Sp- thing I've heard all year. Oh, she she knows her stuff, man. Well, Spoken like obviously. a true uh, writer. I love it. <laughs> Anyone trained um, by Landstorm is way more qualified than me to talk about wrestling. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I can't wait for that episode. That's that's amazing. <laughs> Um, let's throw it to the men's Survivor Series match. We have Keith Lee, AJ Styles, Sheamus, Braun Strowman. I'm bummed Mike isn't here to do the impression versus, ju- or I'm sorry, and just Riddle. They took away the mat because they got to get their hands in it uh, versus Kevin Owens, Jay Uso, who's been making really the most of his singles run. Uh, King Corbin, who I haven't really seen much of. Uh, Seth Rollins. <laughs> Was that Bill? Seth Rollins yep. and TBD. I'm gonna just gonna go ahead and say that TBD is gonna be Mysterio. Uh, that's that's where my guess would go on that one. Uh, I like, you know, all the dissension we're seeing among the, this team. I, I think it might be a huge misdirect here. Team SmackDown seems very cobbled together. I think there's gonna be some early dissension here among Keith Lee, Style, Sheamus, Braun, and Riddle. But I think they end up working together. Also, they do have, kind of have that six man and AJ's uh, new security guard. So I'll go. I'll go Team Raw. I think this might be just a huge misdirect here. I'll throw it to you first, Bill. All right. Uh, there's way oh. too many guys on SmackDown who are not on this team. Like, where's Daniel Bryan? 
Like, how is he not on this pay-per-view? Like, how, you know, Rey Mysterio, like, Buddy Murphy. Like, all these guys should be on the team. Um, I mean, they could definitely replace King Corbin, I'll tell you that. But we always got to get that guy's mug on pay-per-view. Tell you that. Um, I'm going to go SmackDown, because if we're going Raw for the women, I mean, I think we got to go SmackDown for the men. I mean, SmackDown has been producing really great television. I have to say that's one of Raw's best teams. That's a juggernaut of a team. But, you know, their dissension will lead to their downfall. Um, yeah. Uh, I, 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 And you also have Big E. Big E is not. He's on SmackDown. He's not on that team. So you have a lot of really good variables in there. Uh, somehow Corbin will be one of the sole survivors because, again, got to keep that guy involved. And, uh, sorry, he's just one of these guys I don't get. And uh, I, so I'm going to go SmackDown on this one. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. I think this is going to be really good. Um, I think Sheamus as a character has been hitting on a lot of levels, and I think we're going to. I think he's going to do very good because we're very much building towards Sheamus and Drew McIntyre uh, for a feud, and I think that's been built like one of the better built title feuds in a while on the Raw side of things. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go Team SmackDown on this one. I hope Matt Riddle gets eliminated like in five seconds. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I will throw it to you. I, I have my own opinions on that. Trust me on that one, my man. Derek, your thoughts on this one? Oh, yeah, this is a tough. This is a tough one. Um, I mean, when you look at it on paper, you automatically want to say Team Raw. It's like they clearly have the better talent and the bigger guys, and you would think they would win this. But uh, that's why I think we're being we're getting set up for the swerve here, and I think that. Team SmackDown is going to pull out this victory, and they're going to win. Um, just like what Bill said, uh, there's going to be some deception that goes on with Team Raw. These guys have been fighting for the past three weeks with each other, and nothing's going to change in this match as well. Um, now, me, just this is fantasy booking, man. This is just me thinking outside the box, something I would love to see happen here. So you got KO, you got Jay, you got Corbin, you got Seth, you got to be determined, uh, what if WWE is setting this up to make it look like the odds are stacked so against Team SmackDown? You know, we get there, we do the Undertaker's farewell. He goes, goodbye, thank you, Undertaker. Who better to represent Team SmackDown than the guy who's been carrying SmackDown for a good chunk of his career? The Undertaker comes out as the fifth member of Team SmackDown, and that helps solidify them, pull out this victory. He has his final farewell match where it all started. Boom, everybody's happy. That's so amazing. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it, how great that would be. So that's just me doing fantasy booking, unless they decide who the uh, fifth member will be this Friday on SmackDown in some weird triple threat, Royal Rumble, whatever match they want to do to get that last member. But I would love to see that, The Undertaker. All he has to do is stand on the apron and come in and in and clear everybody out and win. And we get to see it in how it all started with the Undertaker Survivor Series. I would love that. I like that a lot, man. The real winners, the fans in that scenario. Very, very well said, man. That could be a lot of fun. Uh, Sam, your thoughts on this match? Uh, okay. Well, that would be poetic justice, I think, having the Undertaker come out. I love those uh, nostalgic moments. Um, so this is another match I'm not like super invested in, I have to say. Um, it just doesn't have a big match feel for me as far as like Survivor Series matches. Um, 
But I will say that I do think that Seamus is going to have strong showing uh, because like everyone is in general agreement, he is getting set up to have a feud with McIntyre. Um, I also think that Braun Strowman can like never look weak. He usually just winds up being that big powerhouse dude. Um, so maybe, you know, just having him go head to head with one of the baby faces on uh, the SmackDown team uh, would be a good idea. This could also be a moment for Kevin Owens to really like step up and uh, like kind of get back into the fold, right? Because he's kind of just been stagnant, not really being used for anything relevant uh, on like two, three years ago when he was on, you know, on top of the world. Uh, so this could be an opportunity for him. Um, I'm curious to see what Jay Uso does and how he kind of, uh, you know, goes head to head with someone like Keith Lee, let's say. Um, both of their styles uh, in the ring, I think, would uh, mesh pretty well together. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think Rollins is going to have a really big part in this match because he is taking time off, from what I understand. Um, I don't think that Rey Mysterio is going to be the per person to uh, show up for Team SmackDown. I think that Robin said that earlier, uh, but maybe that's just because the whole like Rollins Mysterio feud for me is still a little too new to have them like working on the same team. And the whole dissension thing is kind of Raw's gimmick right now, right? Um, but I, I would love to see Undertaker come out. Um, I'm I'm just here's the thing with Undertaker. Um, I think that it's a double-edged sword with him. Like, we love seeing him come out, love seeing him have his matches, but, um, and this is no disrespect, but the quality of the matches over the past six years have kind of gone yeah. down and down and down. And for me, I never want someone's legacy to be tarnished uh, over, you know, a match they're not ready to do, given his age, you know? Um, so I'd say if he's willing and physically able to like still go and he feels it then yes uh that should happen but if not i i feel like as a fan i'd rather preserve my memories of the undertaker as like the badass indestructible dead man as opposed to like this is the nostalgia pop and it's kind of like older taker just clearing house but like older taker older take yeah <laughs> but i think he i don't know if he'll be in that match like but derek when you said it because i remember if i'll age myself i'll date myself i remember <laughs> when he was in wcw oh and, yeah <laughs> and, and then again yeah the gray will prove it for you it's just like if you think Derek's 65 i'm at least 80 and it's just like he was mean mark house and all of a sudden i saw he comes in against uh in survivor series takes out in dusty Rhodes' entire team and you're like, oh my god, this is amazing! But you know, we just we did the whole documentary series where he's basically like, he's done, it's over. Like, could I see him doing one more tombstone or one more thing? Just like some schmuck, you know, who's just going to like mouth off to him? Of course, because it's just like you got to do it. Uh, but as it like for a team, I feel like he's kind of stated like, yeah, I can't, I don't want to do it again. Like he had his last match and he's like, I'm done. And but like, he's the guy that always wants to do it again, you know? I don't I don't know. <laughs> I think I think he's like I think like he's got his wife in his ear saying, Please stop. You literally have a documentary <laughs> where they're taking like an industrial drill into your hip. <laughs> like, I mean it's it's gross <laughs> as hell. I think he's just like I think like 
what was his final? It was the AJ Styles the that match. Like I think yeah. the perfect match for him just to ride off into sunset on. We're just building as this. He'll he'll tombstone or choke slam somebody, and it'll be done. And I think that'll be the perfect way to end him. It's not the last time we're going to see him. He's going to go into Hall of Fame next year, probably. So, like, just him, I think. But like, yeah, just him. <laughs> well, that's what everyone said. It should, it should literally because he's he carried that company during the worst times, nice. and it's just like, why not just have it just be him? It'd be like the most special one because it's just like here's one guy you know and just have multiple people induct him that would be super yeah yeah like Shawn michaels and kane and steve austin and the rock and mick foley just all like putting him over and talking about him then he finally gives his hey talk as long as you like type speech and then Mm -hmm. if it's front of a live crowd hopefully no one jumps in and has to punch him in the the, that guy in the face like bret hart from a few years ago (laughs) Oh, now, what, now, what about what about this? I, I, it kind of got you're me like, thinking. Because it's Rob's podcast. You're like, Kane is going to come in, and he's going to yeah. be the guy. <laughs> now, I was going to say that. Go ahead. What about, so what about this? Um, what if, like you said, The Undertaker, he always puts the company first. Uh, I could see him, if they don't do this before the SmackDown, 5-on-5 uh, five five with the Raw, and they make this the last thing, maybe it's The Undertaker, maybe it's his farewell, or maybe... This is his last putting someone over, and he put it puts over the fiend as, "Hey, this is the new phenom now." Ooh. And maybe the fiend leaves him laid out in the middle of the ring or something. I don't know. I can see the Undertaker putting somebody over as his, his last moment in WWE, but I mean, you know, Vince, I think he respects him too much to let that happen. But I could definitely see that happen. It's not like it hasn't happened before to others. That's a fantastic point, Derek. I'm not going to disagree with that. The real answer here is it's whatever the heck he wants. You know, like if I put down the drumsticks a couple months go by, I'm going to want to join a band. Bill, you step away from the pop break or we all step away from interviews. We're going to get that itch. We've seen that with him time and time again. Maybe he's going to say, hey, I want to come in and, you know, hit a tombstone. Maybe I want to come in and be part of this 10 man match. It's very interesting. It's totally up to him. He gets whatever he wants. As he should, the way they're kind of promoting it right now, we're hearing rumors of the likes of a Kurt Angle or, or Savio Vega is going to be there. By the way, I'm Savio Vega, Savio so, Vega, still yeah. going hard. Wow! So, so yeah, from Savio the Vega. Yeah. So from but the sound, working sounds, with MLW. Uh, you know, I'm sure MLW will be like, okay, he's getting a WWE payday. We'll let him. We'll let him go there. He was. I think he was on MLW tonight. For all I know. Yeah, I, I thought he was like defending or had defended against Richard Holiday. I don't know. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. It's always fun when worlds worlds collide uh, when they're able to, anyway. But uh, the way they're promoting it, it sounds like it's going to be one of these things where everyone comes out and says some kind words. I'm hope, yes, Bill. I'm hoping Kane will be there. Glenn oh, Jacobs. He's, he's. He's. I mean, that'd be he's definitely going to be there. That would be the dumbest there. thing in the world if he wasn't <laughs> well, there. I just, I just mean because the world is the way it is. But I'm hoping as many people can get there as they can, and and you know, it's all that. But it sounds like it's going to be. Uh, just more of a, a talking thing, more of a thank you, and him kind of getting that that, that send off, kind of like Ric Flair got in that sort of way, instead of just the match. He's had the documentary, but honestly, he could come out and hit a spot. You know, this is a guy we see the Hall of Fame. You never see the Undertaker at the Hall of Fame. I was at the Hall of Fame one year. You know where I saw the Undertaker? 
behind the building. Like he never, you know, he's never in the suit. He's never part of that. So it's very interesting. Like he has been so, so caring of the character. Like no one's like, I know like one person in the Indies that, that lives kayfabe and, you know, we live in this reality era. So you have to respect that. And it's going to be very interesting to see where they go with this. And uh, I just hope it, it does him justice for well, all he's done. Let me, let me ask you the one name we haven't mentioned. That is a longtime rival of The Undertaker. Does Brock Lesnar show up at any point? No. How much how much they paying him? No, sorry. Yeah, I mean, exactly they paid him more than I'll ever make in seven lifetimes, so I'm sure they can yeah. afford him. I, I don't think he'll be there. And if he is, uh, that would be the right thing. But we'll see what happens. Hopefully he gets that appropriate send-off. But let's take it to what I believe is the last one on the card. I don't know if you're thrilled about this one, Bill, but we do have Drew McIntyre now taking on Roman Reigns, who has... Of course I'm thrilled. Roman Reigns has been stellar. We talked about this last time. He has been the MVP of that show. His emotion, his quiet, cool, calm demeanor, his quiet intensity, and then him like snapping at Jey Uso left and right. He's been great in the segments. And and Bill, you're going to hate this, but Orton, I think he's had some fantastic promos as well. Um, even when he's talking to The Miz, he's like, I remember when I we kicked you out of the locker room and I don't want to let you back, like kind of pulled back the curtain a little bit. So Orton's been killing it a little bit too, but I know that you are thrilled that it is Drew McIntyre taking on Roman Reigns, that we a match we saw at WrestleMania 35 here in Jersey, not New York. Um, so, Bill, I'll throw it to you first, and I'm ready for the rant. No real rant coming. I mean, I think WWE tipped their hands a little bit, tipped their hand a little bit uh, last week when uh, Drew McIntyre came on SmackDown and fought uh, Jey Uso. And it was like, hey, I'm here. And it's like, oh, gee, I wonder if he's going to win the title now. You know, it's, it was a little too heavy handed, in my opinion, for that. But listen, this is a different Drew McIntyre. This is a different Roman Reigns. And that's cool. Like, we've, WWE is very, you know, they're very redundant in their booking, but this is two very different people fighting. This is, you know, the tribal chief, Roman Reigns, and he's been great doing that. This is what we all wanted. We all wanted mm -hmm. asshole Roman Reigns, like alpha male Roman Reigns. This is what we wanted. And we got him, and he is awesome at what he does. And this is the way he's going to endear himself to the people who hated him for so long. Like, so many people just hated him, but he was always good in the ring. Now he's just evolved this character. He's hitting this next gear that we all hoped he would hit, and he's hitting it, and it's great. Um, Drew McIntyre is the same way. I've been a Drew McIntyre fan since he left WWE. I remember watching him in Scotland in ICW when, when he became what we see right now. Like, that kind of... Funny, sarcastic, you know he drinks a lot type of badass baby face. Like, that's what he was on the indies. He was he was that. He was intense and he was physical, but he had a personality. He had flair to him. And that's what we're seeing now. So seeing these two guys clash a couple years later after Drew just being brooding sidekick to Dolph Ziggler and Roman just being goody two-shoes baby face... This is a completely different match, and this is going to be, I think it's going to be awesome. It might not be that different from what we saw from WrestleMania a few years ago, but it's going to be intense, it's going to be physical, 
This is going to be a hell of a lot of fun, and I think Roman Reigns is going to go over because Roman Reigns should go over. Like, Drew just won the title in a good match against Randy Orton. And I have a feeling... I don't want Randy Orton to interfere in this match, and I'll tell you why. Because we don't need that feud to continue. We just don't. Like, everyone has to move on. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see Randy Orton for a while. And that would be smart, not because, oh, Bill doesn't like Randy Orton. It's just like, we need to save him for the Rumble. He would be a big surprise. A lot of people love him. Big surprise to come out for the Rumble. Have Drew move on to another feud. Divorce these two from each other. And... Roman beating Drew would be huge. It really would. It'd be like another thing Paul Heyman and he could talk about, just like how dominant he is, how he is truly the head of the table, not just of his family, but of WWE. And that's why you got to put Roman over in this moment. And that'll be awesome when it happens. Wow. You're you're selling this pay-per-view right now, Bill. Very well said, man. I I appreciate your, you know, your thought process in this. And like you said, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see Orton interfere in this one. You know, it's like, oh, don't have either of these guys lose. But I agree with what you're saying, man. I, I think keep him divorced from this. You know, that that feud has gone out too long. That, that they, they both talked in that that those promos on Monday about a finality to the feud. And that's something we don't see with WWE. It's also it's almost like we feuded then the feuds in the ether. And like there's never like book is closed. For now. You know what I mean? And we never see that. It's just always like, well, we're just going to move him to another feud or him to another feud. It's never like, this is done. And they said they wanted to be done. This That match on Raw was finality. And that's what they need. And I think that's, you got to you gotta stick to that. Because I think if Orton comes out, we got another McIntyre Orton feud. Everyone's going to be like, I just don't care. Absolutely, yeah. Orton can put it back in uh, cruise control, as you say, Bill. But I think uh, Roman Reigns getting the win here. Obviously, I would imagine this would be the main event of the show. Roman Reigns getting this win uh, would be be. very powerful. I'll go as far as to say he doesn't even need Heyman anymore at this point. You know, not to say to separate them, but he's been that good. Uh, You know, just everything that he is saying, everything coming out of his mouth, not just Heyman's, has been so incredibly powerful. I am still impressed every time I watch SmackDown uh, by his microphone skills and and less is more typically with him. I'm going to go Roman Reigns for the win here. I don't think it hurts Drew that much. And as you guys have alluded to, we get that Drew Sheamus feud moving forward. Samantha, do you think Drew McIntyre wins this match or are you going to Roman? Um, I, I'd like to play the devil's advocate and go with Drew, but I I think Roman's going to win. It's pretty, pretty obvious. Um, but I think it's intriguing to kind of see these two juggernauts go head-to-head uh, because they are pretty evenly matched if you stack up their size, uh, what they're able to do in the ring, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think that the way WWE has been always protecting Roman Reigns. Um, And particularly now with his new character, um, I really think that they're looking to bring him to the next level of, you know, whatever his next, you know, level up is. Um, So him losing would just make him look not credible and lose all of that momentum as, as a heel, you know? Um, And like Bill said, uh, Paul Heyman is aligned with Roman Reigns right now, but Maybe, just maybe, to spice things up, I'll, I'll throw it out there. 
what if, uh, I mean, the only way I can see Roman losing is if there's a double cross and Heyman's involved. Um, but I, I don't see Heyman aligning with Drew McIntyre because there's no beef with Sheamus. So it, it just, yeah. All in all, I think it's going to be a really well together match. I think that Drew will look strong in defeat because these are two people who know how to plan a match to make each other look good and not, you know, bury one person over the other. So I have confidence that it will be uh, maybe not the match of the night, uh, but certainly something uh, memorable that will fans, you know, want to keep watching the next week and the week after. Very well said. And I have a feeling we may have some Derek facts here. Take us home, D-Flave. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, first of all, Rob, I'm going to need you to send me a recording of Bill saying that Randy Orton had a good match. I'm going to need that recording. Blind squirrel <laughs> finds a nut, brother. Blind squirrel <laughs> finds a nut. I'm going to need that. Happens every that few years when he fights someone who he actually cares to fight. It is a fact. A fact. And, I, and I, one thing I'll say, uh, when you're talking about Drew on the, the indies, he was amazing. And I don't know if you ever saw the match, uh, Drew McIntyre against Anthony Bowens. But those two, they fought each other. Uh, you mean AEW superstar Anthony Bones? AEW superstar Anthony <laughs> Bones. Them two, them two had a match, and it was amazing. Uh, so if you haven't seen that, hey, go back and watch that, anyone who hasn't seen it. Um, but in this match, uh, Roman Reigns, he is the hottest thing on not just SmackDown, but WWE TV, period. The whole story that he has going on, uh, him being a heel is just amazing right now. Um, he has Heyman, he has Uso at his side. The numbers are already stacked against Drew right there. But I think you can't have Roman lose this match and call himself the tribal chief. You can't be the tribal chief and you lost the match to the champion of the other brand. That doesn't make, that doesn't make sense to me. So, uh, it's like, is he just the tribal chief of SmackDown? Like, no. Uh, and I think we know they're building behind Roman, and Roman is the face of this company right now, for sure. Um, Drew will have a great match. Drew doesn't need a win to still be badass like he always is and always will be. Um, and he already has his his lineup with Sheamus, like we talked about. Um, and yeah, I think it's pretty clear cut and dry. You guys said it. And that entrance on Raw was pretty awesome, by the way. From Drew McIntyre. I, I love that. That was like the best role entrance ever. And As yeah, an but owner Drew of wins. a kilt, I can tell you, I appreciated that very much. <laughs> yeah. Ro- Roman wins. And I, I also need, along with that recording, I need a picture of Bill in that kilt to go along with that recording. <laughs> Bro, you, do, you don't need to see that. <laughs> very few, many people have seen it, and it's, it's not a great look. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, the only other thing I could see here, like shenanigans wise, is maybe Sheamus inadvertently costs Roman the match. Uh, sorry, Drew the match. Yeah, but yeah, I, I don't I think I want to see. I don't think I really want to see that. I think we want we want to see you want to see Roman come out there and kick some ass. True. Absolutely. Yeah. Very very well said, guys. Well, as always, you knocked it out of the park. Uh, you guys got me a little bit more hyped for this pay-per-view than I was originally, so thank you for that. Uh, before we get out of here, let's get some of this shameless, shameless promo out of the way. We're all about it here on the BCP. Sam, tell everyone about Camp Leapfrog, IWTV, and a little show you have called WrestleTea. Sure. Uh, so I am the host and creator of WrestleTea, an interview channel where 
I uh, interview the uh, independent wrestler on the rise. That's how I like to put it. Uh, recently, I interviewed Max Caster, who's newly AEW Max Caster. So I kind of take pride in, uh, you know, interviewing people that I think have potential. And uh, yeah, I guess I have a good eye for uh, for that kind of talent, maybe. Um, and as far as uh, Camp Leapfrog goes, you can watch it on IWTV. We already have two Camp Leapfrogs. Uh, available on replay, Camp Leapfrog 1 uh, and Camp Leapfrog 2, which is a Halloween spooky leapfrog. Uh, lots of crazy antics, uh, very comedy driven, kind of meant to be, uh, you know, a reprieve from like the Game Changer Wrestlings, the ICWs, very wholesome uh, and very theatrical. Uh, as far as the next Leapfrog project that I have going on November 28th, at 6.45 until about 7.45, I'm going to be hosting Sam Laterna's Slumber Party. And uh, it's it's going to be a slumber party. It's going to have some wrestling uh, involved. There might be an announcement or two at the end for a, an exciting uh, project that we are hoping that we can do if the world does not shut down again. Um, so yeah, just expect the usual funny antics and uh, me putting the male wrestlers in awkward positions, uh, doing very early things at, uh, at this slumber party. Let's just say that. Um, and that is available actually not on IWTV, but on IWTV's Facebook page. So it is a free show that hopefully will entice more people to subscribe to IWTV and to watch Camp Leapfrog. Um, and as far as uh, my role with IWTV goes, keep an eye out. We are going to have some fun uh, content coming out over the next couple of months. There's a lot of really cool things coming down the line in general with IWTV. So I encourage any uh, independent wrestling fan or even uh, casual wrestling fan who maybe watches WWE or AEW and you're realizing that all these cool kids came from the indies, come check out IWTV because that's where it all starts. As a there subscriber myself, I can tell you, uh, one of my favorite streaming services, the amount of content on there is amazing from around the world. Uh, I love watching I'm a big British wrestling fan, Riptide's on there, which is oh, great. Awesome. Riptide's yeah. great. You got Black Label Pro, you got GCW, you got AIW, so many great things. It's a very uh, cheap monthly rate. Uh, such a good live streams all the time. So like, definitely check this out. Uh, as someone who not doesn't work for them, but someone who literally pay the pays a monthly fee for it, it is absolutely one of the best wrestling streaming services I've ever had. Thank you Very so much. Awesome. I legit, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have put that over if I didn't believe it. That's awesome, and uh, you know, with promo codes and sometimes you sometimes you can get it for free ninety nine, our favorite price. But definitely subscribe, guys, because. Uh, it, there's some really great stuff on there. We have Synergy coming up, Black Friday, uh, the female GSI, uh, BCP will be a small part of that coming up announced soon. And uh, Sam, before we get out of here, also your uh, social media handles real quick. Where can everyone follow you? Yes. So uh, you can subscribe to me on YouTube via WrestleT by Sam Laterna. And then as far as Twitter and Instagram go, my handles are the same, at Sam Laterna. I always spell my last name because it can be uh, a little bit Harry there for those who don't speak Spanish. So Sam, no spaces, Leterna, L-E-T-E-R-N-A. Uh, give me a follow. I follow back. <laughs> Love it. 
Bill, tell everyone about a little something you have called the popbreak.com. Oh, so many plugs. Hold on. Let me, let me take a deep <laughs> breath real quick. All right. So follow me on Twitter at BodkinWrites, W-R-I-T-E-S. I always do that with my fingers to spell it out for some reason because... I don't know. Uh, I, have a, I have a kid, so I have to do that. Uh, and it, so basically, it's mostly wrestling stuff or retweeting stuff from thepopbreak.com. And if you're wondering, yes, I did name it after Point Break, the greatest movie of all time. The original, not the remake. So, thepopbreak.com, every single day, movies, TV, uh, music, pro wrestling, comic books, digital trends. We have all this stuff for you. We have a whole bunch of uh, podcasts you can follow. Go check out the Socially Distanced Podcast, which I co-host with my managing editor, Al Manorino. Every single Friday, it drops on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. Also, check out Pop Break, Pop Break TV, where we have like a ton of uh, television-related podcasts on that's on those same platforms. At PopBreak.com, all spelled out on Twitter, forward slash PopBreak.com, all spelled out on Facebook. Uh, at the Pop Break on Instagram, of course, we have the Breakcast, where we talk about wrestling and all sorts of other stuff which is uh, you can find on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Love it, man. Yeah, love the pop break. We got some exciting stuff coming up on there in the coming weeks. And Derek, man, Flave, you've been killing it, bro. Uh, recently, you've had the likes of Holiday, Elijah Burke. Tell everyone about Rap and Wrestle, Wrestling IQ 101. You can get the shirt, by the way, on T Public right now. Shameless promo. Flave, what do you got? Oh, man, I love you. I love you. Uh, rap, uh, rap and Wrestle, uh, it's basically where I combine the worlds of hip-hop culture and wrestling culture together. Uh, I've been talking to uh, some independent artists uh, on the music scene. Uh, I do the same thing with Wrestling IQ 101, where I talk to a lot of guys that are on the indies, a lot of guys who have made it, a lot of former legends. Um, so I kind of wanted to use this platform of Rap and Wrestle to just give a voice to those talents and music that uh, nobody would really know about. So I want to help those guys get their story out. Uh, the same thing with wrestlers as well. I'm just combining both of the worlds together. And uh, you find out that a lot of guys who like hip hop or wrestling like vice versa. They like the, the other one as well. Um, but anyway, at Rap and Wrestle on iTunes, uh, on YouTube, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Same thing for Wrestling IQ 101. Uh, me and my partner, Andrew Pace, we talk to a lot of uh, anybody in wrestling, whether ring announcers, wrestlers, uh, a lot of old time greats that we've had on there. Sonny Kiss, Al Snow. Uh, we've got an episode of Mick Foley on there somewhere. Scott Steiner, a whole bunch of great guys we've talked to. Uh, just want to drop some names and, you know, show I'm, I'm one of the big dogs like you. <laughs> but, you know. Um, definitely check it out at Wrestling IQ 101 on uh, same thing Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, on iTunes, on YouTube, and you know subscribe. Check us out, man. Love it, and it wouldn't be an episode of the BCP without a couple name drops. So thank you for taking care of that, Derek. We love it, man. And uh, guys, thank you so much for a few minutes of your time. Continued success to all you guys moving forward. And like we always say here on the BCP, everyone stay safe, stay positive, take care of each other. We out. Peace. Peace.